the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for tuning in. This is the podcast based around creative entrepreneurship. We speak with entrepreneurs, freelancers, artists, and creators of things, and we aim to give you their insight, knowledge, experience, and more in the field that they're in. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Before I start the show, I would like to give a special thanks and shout out to our partners over at Art Inhibition Studios. Um, If you guys are listening to this for the first time and you're not too sure what this is, let me go ahead and explain that to you. Um, They are the home of the only black artist and designer directory. Um, They are dedicated to promoting black creatives in a positive light, keeping you connected with new gigs and opportunities, sharing resources to help you get to the next level creatively, whether that's free resources or paid resources as well as supporting the community every single day so if you guys want to go ahead and check out the culture that they're building and the community that they're building as well i will leave a link in the show notes as always once again that is our inhibitionstudios.com so let's go ahead and get into the episode oh wait a minute hold on is that is that okay cool i just want to see if that door is shut you know people over here be having like mad they be having like barbecues and stuff at like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning oh man i don't even know what's going on but uh, <laughs> anyway uh welcome everybody to the creative assist podcast i'm your host dexter and i appreciate you for tuning in i think we're at episode 18 um i don't even know why i bother even saying that because i never really even know but nonetheless we are here um i appreciate all you guys for tuning in once again, feel free to go ahead and subscribe, uh, you know, share, you know, uh, give me some feedback as well. That is always appreciated. Uh, today I have, oh man, I didn't even ask how to pronounce your name. How do you pronounce your name? Is it Tamari? Um, yeah, it's Tamari. So oh, it's perfect. just Tim Ari, basically. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes it simple. Um, so yeah, man, I really do like what you're doing. And um, I like the fact that you're creating what you want. And uh, yeah, man, it's a pleasure to, you know, have you up here. So uh, welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah, man, it's definitely a pleasure um, to meet you and have this conversation as well. Um, just to kind of give like a little rundown, like like we talked about earlier, uh, my name is Tamari Jackson and I am the owner of Soul for the Soul. Um, so basically what I do is from time to time, I can either take an old luxury bag, so like a Louis Vuitton bag um, that may have a broken zipper or may have broken handles, and what I'll do is take that bag apart and repurpose it into other handmade leather goods. So it started off with just like Apple watches. Um, it eventually evolved into like letter, lighter cases, phone cases, um, bracelets, watch bands, um, pet um, collars, um, pretty much anything at this point, even <laughs> camera straps. <laughs> yeah, um, damn. And that's kind of what, you know, as of right now, everybody on Twitter and Instagram kind of knows me for. Um, but the funny thing about it is this actually isn't where I started at, man. Um, about, let's see, about six years ago, I was in high school um, and I was known actually for, I was known pretty well. Um, for actually customizing and restoring sneakers. So like just Jordans, if you had like an old pair of Jordans or something and the paint started chipping under like on the threes and the fours, that's pretty common. Um, I used to fix the paint on those or if you just wanted a pair of customs, because like everybody, you know, if you talk to people um, that like shoes, they always say, you know, Jordan just keeps giving us the same thing over and over and over. (laughs) Everybody has it. Then, like, you know how on Saturdays you go in the morning, you pick your shoes up, then you go somewhere Saturday night and everybody has on the same shoe. All right. Uh, (laughs) So for, you know, so for a while, I mean, 
for li- at least from probably like 10th grade um, until I graduated. That literally was the only thing that I was doing. My, I remember it like it was yesterday. I ordered a pair of shoes off of eBay. Um, they were like some LeBrons or something. And when I got them off of eBay, they happened to be in like a worse condition than I thought they were. So I think this was like around the time Tumblr was still popping a little bit. And um, I just took a chance and DM the guy that I followed that did it as well. And he just so happened to give me the name of the paint that was used. And it's kind of like, I think it's called Angelus Leather Paint. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I first started, people didn't ask questions. There were no like YouTube videos, really. Um, right. It was more of like just stalking people's Instagram, stalking people pages, just trying to find out or get as much information as you possibly could on your own and just kind of like piecing everything together. And I think that's kind of what we lack today. You know, like everything is so readily available that people don't like to do research on their own. So they just kind of go off of whatever anybody tells them or gives them and then they kind of yeah, get stuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of like that. Um, so I restored the shoes, came out pretty decent, at least at that time. I think I like posted it on Instagram, maybe had like a couple of friends hit me up. I did some friend shoes and then it actually started like coming, becoming a business. I was um, working at a shoe store at the time. So that was like an easy way to promote what I was doing. And it had got pretty big. And then I think when it started to take a turn, um, I had some I had a friend at school like asked me to do a custom and it was like my first custom ever ever we did it but um I think it was you know it was during the time when people were still growing and stuff so like once I finished the shoes so happily they didn't fit anymore oh okay um, yeah so that was <laughs> a, that was a a tough situation to deal with but um we were able to work together and we actually sold the shoes so the first custom I literally ever did ended up being sold to like a music producer in Thailand. Oh, that's so, dope. Yeah, it's it's still pretty crazy to this day um, that you know because I I don't even know too many people that can say they've sent something out of the country, let alone like the first thing they yeah, ever. The, yeah, the first damn product ever created. Yeah, so that, <laughs> you know, so at that point, I was I can I can honestly say um, I was I was feeling myself a little bit and um, <laughs> nah, man, it, go ahead. <laughs> it, yeah, it, you know, it it went and took off from there, man. I've been on um, a few different blogs for a few different features as far as like shoes are concerned. Um, the custom thing was really well, and I mean, it was at a time where I didn't really have any responsibilities, so you can imagine just a kid in high school, I think my senior year alone, just off of like online sales. Um, this isn't even accounting for like the people that are meeting in person or who ordered on different ways, but just off uh, online site, they're like $14,000 my senior year in high school. Yeah. And I was sending shoes. My, like my biggest shoe probably was like a Roche run. Um, and it's so crazy thinking about it now because the, the two biggest probably customs that I ever made were two Roche runs when they were real big back in the day. I remember that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember that man, Roche I mean, run, though. Oh, man, I was man, so sick man. of those. <laughs> man, that, that uh, was like my go-to shoe. And I, 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 can't, I can't lie, man, I was making a killing off of it because I was working in a shoe store so I could use my discount to like get stuff on discount or whatever. And um, I had like this black pair where I took like this, the Da Vinci print 
and mm -hmm. kind of like put it on the back panel. And then I had like a blue pair that I put a Versace print on the back panel. And from there, man, it just, it was a great time, honestly. <laughs> no, it sounds like it. It sounds like yeah. the bags were coming in for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the bag, like, that's, I think that that in itself, um, that showed me, like, a, a few things. One, it showed me, like, no matter, I know, like, we always say how you have to, like, get away from certain areas or if, you, you know, you don't have as many resources as things. Yeah. As other people, it's going to be kind of hard. I mean, I don't know if, or if you or anybody that happens to be listening to this knows where Macon, Georgia is, um, it's probably like an hour, hour and a half away from Atlanta South. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I mean, at least growing a while growing up, it's always been a pretty violent city. It's not too many opportunities like outside of like working at the base, working at the hospital, working at Georgia Power. Right. Really don't have too many other options. Damn, man. Um, yeah, so it's, and we've been on, like, the news, we've been on First 48, like, it, the older I get, the worse it gets, but I say all that to say, I've been able to make it this far coming from there, and all of it, I mean, obviously, I put in some work in it, it took a lot of long nights and long hours, but at the end of the day, it just goes back to social media, I would have never been able to send shoes to different states and different countries if it wasn't for social media. Right. Yeah, 100%. And you used social media, um, you know, at a time where people were just starting to kind of figure out how to use social media in that type of way, right? Like, especially like, looking back on, on that time, like people were just starting to figure out how to research things. And, you know, there was, wasn't too much information out there. So things weren't readily available like they are today. So it's pretty crazy how even then, like you still were able to capitalize on it. Yeah, it's, I mean, looking back at it, I think looking back at it now, that kind of gives me the push I need to go forward um, because just like anything else, you know, there is a height and then there is a, a very low point. And um, probably right after I graduated, not even maybe a week or two, um, I lost my job. <laughs> I got oh, fired. Man. Yeah, I got fired from my job from using my discount. Um, and then maybe like the week after that, me and a longtime girlfriend had broke up. So you can imagine, you know, what I'm oh, saying? like man. everything was at the height. And then every then within two weeks, I kind of lost it all. So, um, you know, not to get I mean, off, uh, obviously, mental health is a really big thing now, especially um, on this side and especially for creatives. I think yeah. a lot of creative people go through a phase where they don't have too many people around them. Uh, that understand what they're going through. It's a little different when you only have yourself to depend on and you're, because when you're creative for the most part, you're going to, especially at the beginning, it's, it's just all you. You're doing everything yourself. Um, you yeah, don't know true. when your next paycheck is coming or your next check or your next invoice or whatever the case may be, however you get paid, you're not sure when that's going to come in. And then too, um, because you're creative and it has to do with the arts or whatever that may be, not too many people respect the arts if we're just being honest. No, I mean, it's true. It's crazy, yeah, but it's true. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's true. And it's even crazier when you really think about it because without artists, I mean, it's a lot of things that we wouldn't have, you know, um, yeah. whether yeah. it be music or museums or whatever the case may be, even the shows. I mean, it, it's an art to be an actor. So that's why now, like, if you follow me on, like, Twitter or Instagram, I try my best to not only promote my work, but also promote 
other artists as well, um, whether they have a bigger following me or a smaller following than me. I know I don't have a huge following, but at the end of the day, on multiple occasions, I've seen how far a retweet can go. I mean, I, I, I honestly, we might not even be having this conversation right now um, <laughs> if it wasn't yeah. for a retweet, you know? So Yeah, it's facts. Because it, it, like how we were talking earlier, I mean, most people don't, they just know like what I do today. Most people don't know that I really got my start off in shoes and I was actually pretty well known before any of this started to come about. But um, just to finish the story, you know, I went through a little episode of depression and for the longest, man, it was, it was a constant battle between should I just go and work a nine to five or should I continue to try this? Because all of this was going on during the time Instagram had made the change to the algorithm. Yeah. So I, of course, with all this going on, I took a break from Instagram and I wasn't really posting like I should. So when I finally would have little spurts here and there where I try to get some workout, if you're not constantly interacting every day on Instagram, most people aren't going to see your work. So for the longest, um, I had a lot of battles with myself and just questioning whether or not this was something that I would even whether or not this would be a career because when I was still in high school if you asked me about college I probably looked at you like you were crazy it just it <laughs> never even crossed my mind because at that time I was doing so well for myself with the business and just with everything else that was going on right uh, so you fast forward a couple years my mom gives me a Louis Vuitton bag um, and at that time she was like hey I messed up the zipper and I don't think you'll be able to fix it, which looking back on it now, I probably could have, but that's besides the point, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? So we, we took it apart. She had me make a pair of slides, a bracelet. And with the leftover straps, that's when I made the first Apple watch band. I think if you go back on my page, you could probably find it. I hope not though, because it looks terrible compared to <laughs> you know, the work that um, I do today. But yeah, it's, it's real crazy, man, because if it wasn't for her, um, I probably never would have even gotten started into leather making. Um, right. For the longest, I never even thought I was going to be able to afford a, a Louis Vuitton bag and how we were talking about earlier. Now I'm cutting them up on a weekly basis. So Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy how you've evolved into that, right? Like, um, and you mentioned like going through depression and everything like that, you know, and a lot of people do struggle with that. Like, damn, should I keep my nine to five? What the hell is going on? You know, like, is this thing going to work out? Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but I just think it's really good that you persisted through, you know, um, a lot of people do deal with that. I hear that conversation a lot. Yeah, thank you, man. It it definitely was a, a struggle. I mean, I wasn't at no point in time that I get to a low point of where I thought about, you know, physically harming myself or anything, but it was more about I had did a lot in high school and I and the biggest chip on my shoulder would was that I didn't want to just be that guy from high school. I yeah. felt like I had did a lot and accomplished a lot from where I come from and at the age that I am, um I'm only 23 now and even looking around now, like with the prevalence of the internet, obviously you have way younger people out here making way more money than we've ever heard of. But right. at that time, it was a pretty big thing. So it was just a constant struggle. Um, and what was so crazy was I was working in insurance, like working in a cubicle. It wasn't that bad. At least I, I could say that I was one of those people that if I had to get a job, I tried to give it my 
my very best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to yeah. do something, that's, that's just how I was raised. If you're going to do something, then do it right. Don't just go or don't be one of those people that you're at a job that you hate and everybody else can tell that you hate the job. Oh, well. yeah. You hate the job. Just hate it behind closed doors. Nobody don't have to know. No, that's facts. Yeah, just don't go in there and half-ass it, right? Like, that doesn't look good at all. <laughs> exactly. And that's how it opens up, you know, like, um, that's and it opens up doors for you when you do things outside of that. Like, for instance, um, recently I just got a call maybe two or three weeks ago. And um, this shoe store that I used to work at, they and I still have the paper to this day. I plan to get it framed at some point and put it in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it states that they fired me because I didn't know how to sell. I wasn't selling um, up to their par. I wasn't selling enough for them. So they eventually let me go. And I just look at that piece of paper now and think it's so funny because <laughs> now I just literally like, you know, just I get sales while I'm asleep, while I'm out hanging out with friends, while I'm working. I mean, it, it just is crazy how like if you really believe in yourself and you just keep putting in the work. And you don't really let all the outside noise get to you, how things can really start to pay off. Yeah, that's true, Uh, though. That's true. I was just talking to somebody, too, um, about that, you know, just kind of focusing in on everything, like, right, like tunnel vision, nothing else really matters. Because a lot of things are going to kind of tug at you, like whether it's other people trying to like knock you off your grind, right? Like, you know, friends that might not like agree with what you're doing or your family or so like just a bunch of different factors that come into play. And the biggest thing is like for me, probably has just been my voice kind of sounds harsh. I've been doing a lot of podcasting. I'm, I'm hearing it now. It's crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, shit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me has just been like just focusing on me because I'll grow at my own pace and achieve my own goals in my own way. And everything is kind of unique to me. Everything that I've accomplished is very like, and no one else could have done it. That's something that creatives kind of like try to like understand but they're not because they just see so many people winning but things unfold in your favor and in your uniqueness at your own pace so yeah i i totally agree with that i mean as of right now i'm about eight years in uh through like the shoe side and the leather making side i'm about eight years in now so um yeah you definitely have to be able to weather the storm and it also is a good thing to find people that believe in you just as much as you believe in yourself Um, there are times where and everybody has it whether you work a nine to five or whether you are working for yourself everybody has those days where you just don't want to get up you don't want to do anything um and you just rather you know watch netflix or play the game whatever the case may be not to knock any of those things because everybody has done it at some point in time right Um, but it wouldn't it i don't think i would be where i am today if I personally couldn't have those conversations with myself and tell myself, hey, I see X, Y, and Z. I see where so-and-so is, or I see um, that these things are possible. Whatever I'm trying to achieve, I see that it's possible. And the only way that I'll be able to experience those things is if I put in the work every day. Um, And I, I just think that's what a lot of younger people or even older people just have to realize. Like, you might see tweets go viral or you might see people doing nice things or whatever the case may be. But what you don't see is all the work that gets put in behind closed doors. Um, yeah. Even <laughs> like even today, <laughs> since we're on the topic, even today, um, I had my, when I woke up this morning, my phone was ringing nonstop 
come to find out like one of my friends tweeted and was like free me i guess he must have thought that like i since i wasn't responding something had happened to me it's just like you need those type of people to care <laughs> enough to you know like hey where where have you been or, or whatever the case may be yeah um, so you you need those people in your corner but if you can't find those people in your corner that's what you have social media for 100%. people you have never met <laughs> ever in your life will do more for you than people you've known all your life sometimes. Sometimes it's just how it is, and it, it isn't a knock to the people that you've known all your life. It's just certain times people who haven't been around you have experienced different things and see where this could possibly go. So you just have to always be open and just keep an open mind. Um, but anything's possible, anything, trust oh, me. Yeah, for sure. I never thought I would be back to where I am. I mean, obviously I have so much further to go and I want to do so much more, but I definitely counted myself out on multiple occasions and I, and I thought it was over with. I, I didn't think that I was going to come back and be able to still work for myself or still do something that I actually enjoy. I thought it was going to just be a job and that was the, that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I understand that, man. And, you know, it's good that you had those people in your corner. Or like you said, if not, just hop on social media. I think social media, especially like Twitter, a little sector of Twitter who like, like to see people like win and stuff like that and pass around information. You know, usually it's like a bunch of bullshit, right? That hits the timeline, like a bunch of like, just, you know, nonsense. You know, yeah. sometimes the jokes be funny, you know, but it's like, all right, well, what are we really doing here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So I think it was really, uh, eye-opening for me especially when I got involved in that um, I started my creative journey around maybe like at the end of 24 I'm 25 now um, so I mean uh, you know for me it's just been like in my head it was like well damn like I'm I'm halfway through I'm almost 30 so like for me that was my battle having to kind of fight that like well damn I'm still young though like I, I am but you know the internet says that you're, you're old as hell and you're finished right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like but damn like I'm still young and I still have a long way to go so let me just prove to myself that I can still I can still do this and I can still pursue what I want you know and now I've, I've been able to kind of like build the things I want to do and, and talk to people like you and you know open up my network to play different things it's been crazy but like, you know, the number one thing has always, or the, the couple of things has always been this, like we've been talking about. It's been friends, it's been the right people around me, whether or not we're doing the same creative work because I'm the only creative in my, in my circle. Right. So like all of them have nine to fives, all of them are doing them and that's, and that's great. But they all, we all can relate to be like, oh, well, you know, stay away from the bullshit or, you know, oh, well, don't get into this and that. Like we can all kind of relate in some point. So it's been friends, it's been social media like kind of like being around like a good network of people on there and then it's been a stay in focus for sure and you know just kind of like always believing in myself and just keep pushing myself because at the end of the day like that's all you have is yourself even if all the other exteriors don't work y yourself is what's really gonna help you evolve right every day so yeah, yeah. I, I i totally agree and i'll go as far as to say like i i know it as crazy as it sounds but we all do it you have to be able to talk to yourself. Oh, you man, I do it 24-7. Man, <laughs> you have to be able to talk to yourself and you have to like be able to actually listen to yourself. You have to be self-aware. I think yeah. at the end of the day, like it takes a, a level of self-awareness to make it, honestly. You no, have to be up with yourself. 
Yeah, it takes a huge amount of self-awareness. You know how many times I talk to myself a day? I was just having a conversation <laughs> to myself today, like like right before we got here. Was, you know, sometimes I have to gas myself up. Sometimes I have to be honest with myself. Sometimes I have to be like, "Well, damn, Dexter, you know, you you're not really too good at that." Well, what if we try this? You know, I I literally say these things sometimes even out loud. Like my girl look at me, be like, "What are you who are you talking to?" I'm like, "Oh shit, did I say that too loud." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Yeah, oh shit, I'm so used to it, but. No, you're right, though, because like even now, um, you know, you get swamped with orders or you get swamped with things to do. And that bed, you know, it it looks mad comfortable. It feels comfortable. But at the end of the day, you just got to tell yourself, like, yo, I have to get a certain amount of things done before I can chill out for the day or I can lay down and take a nap, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So those those self-talks are definitely one of those things that will get you to where you're trying to go. I think just being able to, like you said, going back to the tunnel vision, you have to be able to block out everything else, um, whether it be like the funny stuff, the shade room, all those <laughs> things. Like, I mean, I, honestly, me personally, I'm not trying to go on a rant or anything. But I just <laughs> never understood the point of shade room. Like you have yeah, I mean, to either. Yeah, that you have this huge, huge community and this huge platform and you choose to downplay or degrade other people when in reality that could be a great way to spread information. Like you said, like that that small side of Twitter, man. I don't know personally what I would have done or where I would be if I never got on that side of Twitter. Right. Um, outside of just the things that it has taught me I mean, that's also what made my tweets go viral. Uh, so, you know, it just, <laughs> it just all works out. But, yeah, definitely have to, you know, enjoy the jokes. But if you're going to spend all the time on social media, at least figure out some way to capitalize off of it, whether it be getting information or selling something. Or it could be both. I mean, trust me, if it's both, it's no better time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's, re- that's really true. And, yeah, I mean, you have to understand, like, you know, and, I'm, and we're not saying like to just be like, oh, professional 24-7, be this like serious person because that's not even who we are. You know, we're laughing exactly. now. So it's not really about that. It's just about like, you know, it's about what you consume. And uh, if you can stay yourself within the course of that, then, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be totally fine. Um, really quick, though, I want to kind of, well, where's my notes at? Oh, there they go. Really quick, though, I want to change the page really quick and kind of ask you yeah, some sure questions thing. and figure out, you know, what the hell's going on with this whole thing. So, so um, <laughs> So let's see. You go to school for textiles and uh, design, right? Yes. So does yes. this does this is this aiding into what you're doing now? Like like what what uh, what about these classes help you out? Okay. So um, yeah, as of right now, I currently can or attend um, Kennesaw State University for apparels and textile major. Um, yeah. So basically, that whole program is literally teaching you the beginning to end process of how clothing how clothing is made um so you go through the whole sourcing phase we talk about like the tariffs and all those type of things as far as like when you're getting things in from different countries um we also do designing of course so we learn Mm -hmm. about how to design whether it be on paper or on the computer so like how we talked about graphic design in adobe um illustrator things of those so you can do like a you can learn how to do a tech pack which a tech pack for those that don't know is basically what is sent to a manufacturer um before the garment is made yeah so we learn about all those things 
We also learned about forecasting, how to do market research, um, the different type of surveys and things like that that you can use to garner information, whether it be for a new product, um, whether it be if you're trying to decide whether or not somebody wants a store, um, the type of just the type of product that your customer base will want from you. Um, mm. So at the beginning or at the beginning, um, I actually was only going to school and people are probably going to hate me for saying this. I was only going to school for a refund check. Um, and Not I yet. say that plenty, <laughs> plenty of people do, man. <laughs> plenty. Plenty Trust. do. Where, where, what differentiates um, me or others from most is that at a point in time, it finally clicked to me. Yeah, everybody gets a refund, but not everybody uses it the right way. So the past two years of me being in school, I literally take my refund and I'll buy an industrial sewing machine. Industrial sewing machines are at least anywhere from 1000 to 1500 and they keep going up. But long story short, I take my refund to buy a asset, which, of course, keeps me working and it also pays for itself and will pay me as long as my hands work. Um, right. <laughs> whether it be, whether it's doing like my business, the leather working and doing things for myself, or if I'm outsourcing uh, work for other people. I've had people contact me if they wanted to make like watch bands or get samples made, uh, whatever the case may be, because I do all these things for myself, I'm able to outsource this same work to other people. And that's another income source for me as well. So it all works out. Um, but it all, thank you. It all ties back to what I go to school for. And for the longest, um, I was kind of fighting whether or not I wanted to, um, finish, but now, now that I've started taking the classes and now that I've started learning about the things that I'm learning about and in class, I actually want to do my very best in these next two years, not only to bring more attention to the program at Kennesaw because I feel like a lot of people don't know about it, especially in Atlanta for, mm -hmm. for it to be a place where everybody loves fashion. Like we're not the most fashion forward people, but at the same time, you know, with you, that's where the drip and all that comes from. So yeah. it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, um, I feel like this is my way to kind of get in that conversation. And, and now a recent idea of mine, um, has been to possibly try to bring manufacturing to Atlanta or to this area. Um, we don't have that. So like the people that you might hear about with clothing brands or whatever the case may be are brands in general from Atlanta. Most times they have to get their things outsourced or they have to go to other places to get everything taken care of. So I think with the degree that I'm going to be getting from school and just my own knowledge in itself, I think Going forward, I will be able to, you know, kind of like get a factory going, even if it's not huge. Um, mm. But I think that would be something that would bring value to the city, especially with everything that's going on, like with the whole Tyler Perry thing. Because um, a few weeks ago in class, I learned that I can get an internship for costume to die. That's cool. And yeah. So that, you know, in, in that in itself, um, if you're a costume designer, that's a lot of money. And you get to be very creative as well. So you know, what better things could you ask for? So yeah, I definitely would suggest if you're going to go to school and trust me, if you've known me for a long time, I'm very <laughs> against going to college, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but if you're going to go to school first, if you're going to get a refund, 
use it to benefit you. Don't use it to trick off, to <laughs> turn up at homecoming, to, I mean, pay your rent, pay your bills, but also take some of that money before you go buy whatever else and invest in yourself, whatever it may be. It, you might not want to work for yourself. You might just want to buy some stocks or whatever the case may be. Like, just invest in yourself with some of that money because when it comes time to pay those loans back, Trust me, you're going to wish you had some extra money coming in. Oh, 100%. And I did the same. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, it's facts. And 100% because I did that um, back when I went to like community college. Um, and I watched all my homies kind of get that and then just go straight to like the online shopping. And get yeah. in, the, in their bag that way. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So I, that's when I actually kind of uh, took steps to invest in the camera, camera equipment and things like that. And I was watching everybody else come out. Oh, yeah, look at these. Oh, I got these kicks from this and that. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. You know, go ahead. You do you. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to focus on this. Uh, yeah, that's something you for sure got to do because, yeah, man, you don't want to be dead broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, de- <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably the best thing um, about all of this, honestly, is that the skills that I've chosen to learn or teach myself, um, cause for the most part I am self-taught for everything. Um, the skills I've chose to teach myself will, will ensure that I'm employed for the remainder of my life. Like people will always need clothes. People will always need shoes. Um, I know right now I do like, you know, dibble and dab and like luxury goods. But at the end of the day, if I just needed to produce basic things, I have the skill to do so. And right. by having that skill that keeps me in work forever, I mean, it's it, only time if I'm broke is because of me. Like it's my fault. It's probably just because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Um, but yes, definitely learn skills that will always get you paid and go to school for something that if, if you, if you want to work for yourself and it's not necessarily a job out there, at least try to go to school for something that aligns with what you're trying to do. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I way too many people go in debt for school and get degrees that they will never use. Right. Um, and that's that's part of that's a big problem with what we have with college now is just people going to get degrees that they will never use. So I think the more people where they can see us, you know, like we're you can find me if you just need to talk to me, have any questions. I'm not the best person i don't know all the answers but <laughs> yeah. i can at least give you advice based off of my experience um and those would be just my suggestions as far as the whole school thing yeah 100 percent. i agree with that um really quick though damn i was gonna ask you something else too oh yeah so i noticed you so you have really good energy by the way like what's one of the, the things that kind of helped you stay this way you know and keep going um okay so not not to get too personal but uh I think what keeps me really positive, and it wasn't until recently where I just really kind of accepted it and caught and and looked at it for what it is. But basically, um, I, I actually am very close to my dad. Uh, my dad and my mom got a divorce when I was probably like in elementary school. Um, but long story short, I watched him. He had a very nice job while, while I was growing up and um, they were getting ready to move the plant to a different state. I think like South Carolina or something. Um, instead of leaving, he decided to stay so that he could grow up and or that I could grow up and he could be in my life. Um, and I watched him lose his job. I watched him lose his house. And mm-hmm. I just, I literally watched him lose it all. But what I will say is as of today, um, 
he's graduated from like one of the top universities at Mercer. Um, he's a manager at Georgia Power and he definitely is passing over 100K. Um, and I've watched him get to travel and just truly enjoy life. You know, things could always be better, but I can yeah. honestly say he seems like he, my dad seems like he is very much enjoying his life. And I think watching that, just seeing him lose it all and then get it back um, just showed me that, you know, you might go through a patch of rough times, but as long as you stay positive, as long as you don't let your your current situation knock you down and keep you down um, and stay positive, you can you can pretty much get yourself out of any situation. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's like talking to me. I, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day and how they were telling me I'm just always positive. Um, and although it's a great thing, I think it was something that it just happened. It needed to happen. Um, if if you see me and you see my brothers, you would never know that we were related. I have four older brothers. Um, mm. They've all been to jail, sold drugs. Like it just but you would never know we related because we just act totally different. And I think just watching all of them and their mistakes kind of put me on the right path. You know, you, when you see someone do something, you can either go, but you can either follow behind their footsteps or you can be like, Hey, that didn't work out for you. So it probably is not going to work out for me. And I think that's where a lot of people mess up at. They right. um, learn from their own mistakes instead of learning from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so uh, the, it's true. Yeah, so that I think that for the most part, um, just staying positive. And then I started reading a lot as of recently to like The Secret and things of that nature. And it just talks about how, you know, being when you're in a better space, you're always positive. Good things are bound to happen to you. Of course, you can't get rid of all the bad things. And every so often something bad is going to happen. Things aren't going to work out the way you plan it to. But for the most part, as long as you're positive at all times, or at least try to keep a positive mindset, even when you're just speaking to yourself or thinking about yourself, um, that can pay off greatly because I, I, I'm, I'm living proof of it. I mean, I don't think if, if I wasn't so positive or that if I couldn't push through things, that I would be back in the situation that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. The reason why I ask you that too, um, and it's honestly good to know that because I like to get a little bit honest and a little bit vulnerable on this podcast because why the hell not? Um, right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you talk and in this sense right here, we have a little bit of similarity because people always tell me that. How do I stay positive? Like, how do I keep going? And uh, I'm going to take it back just a little bit before I continue on to the next question. But uh, for me, it was... Um, my dad had a very good job at Boeing. So we lived in Lakewood, California, pretty good, you know, nice at the time, middle-class families, like when that still existed, um, you know, we had a nice house and everything like that. Um, and he was a, uh, an engineer and an avionics technician. So, you know, he was, he was making pretty good money. Like we were doing all right and everything was okay. And I seen him lose it all through bankruptcy. And, uh, you know, we lost pretty much everything. Like we were, we were net, next thing you know, we're couch surfing and this and that. So it was crazy going through that at such a young age. I was like a 10 or 11 having to do, you know, all these things that I never would have thought of, right? Like I couldn't even really have friends. So like fast forward to like middle school and even high school, finally getting out of that, that type of depression and seeing my mom still be happy, like still kind of enjoy even the smaller things in life. Um, that's kind of like what pushed me to become who I am today because I know that I can find happiness even in the smallest of things. And like all these accomplishments now, like they're cool, 
but like what really makes me happy is like which like honestly like the foundations like good food and good company you know so everything else is just kind of a bonus for me so like, like that's something that keeps me going and keeps me positive and i actually do that too because you know i can kind of identify with that like through all the chaos you know just finding those things and those inspirations you know just to keep us going so um yeah yeah i i, I definitely agree with you and not and to piggyback off of what you said um I, and to other people, you know, it might sound a little crazy um, and I don't want people to take my words the wrong way. But as of right now, man, I, I mean, I'm honestly content. Like things could be better. I mean, you know, the business could be bigger, oh, could be making more money, yeah. that, but that's always going to be the case. But as of right now, like I literally outside of school, that's probably the only thing that I do that I really don't want to do. Um, but for the most part, on a day-to-day basis, man, I get to do what I want to do all day long. And <laughs> yeah, that's dope I, as hell. <laughs> you know, it's, it's dope as hell. I can't really, it's a blessing, and I can't say that I, I can complain. Like, I literally make it down the stairs, go into the garage, and get to work all day, and that's not a problem for me. That's not a burden for me. I'm not looking forward to the day being over or to the weekend coming because I, I – what I do now, I would do it for free if I just had money coming in from somewhere else. I would yeah. do it for free. It's something that I truly enjoy. Um, I've watched the growth of it from just having like one sewing machine or well, not even having one sewing machine, from having like a mobile smaller sewing machine to having three industrial sewing machines. Like that just, that in itself makes me happy. Like I have friends that come over. My sister is a pretty good cook. Um, but you know, you give me a blunt and some music, I can stay in there all day and work. (laughs) That's okay for me. That's fun for me. Like when people going out and doing all those type of things, not to say that isn't fun, but I literally enjoy sewing or working just as much as somebody being on vacation. Right. Right. And I think that's something that people like don't even see that. Oh, why? Well, how come you don't want to come out, man? Like, what the hell? Like, we're out here. We're doing a lot. You know, come join us. And, you know, why you want to stay inside the house? It's like, no, it's not even about being inside the house. Like, I'm doing what I like to do, though. Like, I'm not just sitting here. (laughs) I'm really enjoying it. Like, even like I have people like my biggest pet peeve these days is people calling me in the morning and be like, yo, you're still asleep. It's just like. Yeah, I'm asleep, but I have that luxury. And not only do I have that luxury, nine times out of ten, I probably was working while you were sleeping. So, you know, it just – but it wasn't work for me. Like, last night I probably was up until – actually, I think I stayed up to about seven this morning just working. But, it, it, I mean, if I would have had a camera in there and you could have seen everything that I was doing – (laughs) <laughs> I was the happiest that I could possibly be, you know. I had my AirPods in, dancing around the studio, just getting work done. So yeah, that's that's fun for me. And I think whatever you do, whatever work you're doing, that's that's how it's supposed to be. You shouldn't be looking for a time to get off. You shouldn't be looking for your next vacation or your next weekend or holiday or whatever the case may be like it should be something that you literally enjoy doing and want to do every single day yeah 100 percent. and we're all trying to reach fulfillment right like no matter what we're trying to do whether we're an entrepreneurship freelancers nine to fives whatever the hell like we're all just searching for that fulfillment like something that they just could make us internally just feel okay with life you know so 
And you can do that through plenty of different avenues. You've done it through that. You know, I know people who are actually one of my homies, he, his nine to five, like he, he's like a, he cleans up spas and stuff and he works like by himself in his little van and goes around the city and cleans out like jacuzzis and spas and these nice houses and he's cool. So like we're all just trying to find, yeah. So I'll just try and like find like fulfillment and I've definitely like am reaching mine as well. So it's really dope just to hear like different perspectives. And the reason why I'm like bringing all this up, I interview a lot of creatives and they're super focused and they don't even pay attention to the small wins. I just talked to somebody who shot for Essence and she, I actually like, yeah, I asked her like, Hey, how does it feel? Like this must be pretty, uh, pretty good accomplishment for you. She's just, she's just like, yeah, it's cool. And that was it. It's just cool. I'm like, yo, like, yeah. <laughs> and I understand. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I understand we're all on attack mode and we all want to win and win and win, but let's appreciate the small wins too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, um, I remember maybe I think like the first my first tweet that like went semi-viral and it wasn't even a lot of money like I think it might have been like a thousand maybe like two thousand dollars and maybe like a day or something but at the same time like that was a lot of joy like it's it goes back to celebrating those small wins I'm sure there are a lot of people out there making way more money than that but just to know that um I was able to make that much money from the comfort of my home doing something that I love. It just, it, it you know, it, like you said, that, that fulfillment is there. I mean, things could be better, but honestly, like I'm truly just generally happy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a very positive person and I try to be that way, but I promise you, it's not me faking it. It's not me, you know, behind <laughs> closed doors, sad and depressed and just, yeah. Oh, I hate myself. Like I'm, I'm just, truly happy and that's just because things are you know it's all of it is coming full circle i see the work that i've been putting in it's all paying off and it just it's a good feeling to have it's a good feeling to have when things are clicking for you and you see that other people appreciate what you're doing as well yeah 100 like, like that's a big part of it for me too and people other people like appreciate it like it's just like that little bonus right like oh damn you fuck with it too that's great you know yeah um, definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but it was it was good getting a little bit personal with you but hey, <laughs> hey man you know um yeah i was gonna ask you too man like is there a bigger goal in mind around like these designs? Like for instance, do you plan on being like a designer of your own designing your own clothing and things like that? Or are you happy with what you're going to do? What's like, what's next for you? Okay. So, um, it's actually that that's pretty funny. You asked, I was just having that conversation with a friend the other day and it was all brought up off of, um, the, the, somebody a couple of days ago happened to say that what I was doing wasn't creative. Uh, because I'm using somebody else's logo or branding or whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, so as far as the, the bigger goal, I can't say that I necessarily want to design my own print or my own shoe. Um, I've always felt like my strengths come from taking things that have already been made and improving them or just like picking out materials and colors. I'm a big materials and colors guy. Um, so going forward, my biggest goal is to really take all that I learned and give and just teach other people. Um, there are not too many um, people of color as far as sewing. Yeah. Um, like me personally, I think I'm like probably the only male in my family that knows how to sew. So you could imagine like when I started sewing, how my dad probably was looking at me like, yo, 
what you got going on. So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so I, I want to kind of make, or even, you know, in certain shows or whatever, um, normally if there is a guy, it, it normally isn't a straight person that is doing all of those things. And I just want to make it like, you know, easier or more comfortable for people to, it's okay to sew. It's okay to know about fashion, like real fashion, not just t-shirts and, and whatever the case may be, but actually know the difference between couture and about the fashion shows. And it's okay to know how to sew. Like as funny as it may sound, knowing how to sew is probably one of the best skills that you could have just as a person, even if it's not something that you want to sell. Like right. not only can you make your clothes, you can fix them. Not only can you make rugs, pillows, you can fix them. Oh, that's true. Um, my sister has me fix her wigs all the time just because I know how to sew. Like, <laughs> like you would be amazed at the things people ask me to do just because I know how to sew. And then I asked you like, hey man, like you know, my couch is kind of fucked up. Like, yo, you know what? So like, I haven't. My sister tried to get me to do it, but I was like, look, man, you just gotta throw that away because by the time we looked into like trying to redo the materials, everything we would need, and then the time that it would take me with everything that I have going on, um, it just wasn't gonna work out. But I do want to do uh, furniture in the future. Um, before I change my um major at school i was actually an architect major so oh, yeah <laughs> yeah so, um design in itself is just truly something i enjoy like and i think that's kind of how i got to where i am i just enjoy design as a whole um so although people love the leather work and what i'm doing right now i can definitely assure you that this won't be uh the final stop um it's, it's going to go to furniture it's going to go to classes it is I, I want to teach people how to sew and not only how to sew, but I want to teach people how to really create their own like clothing line if they really wanted to not just we can do graphics on T-shirts because I mean, in the real fashion world, graphic tees are not really they wouldn't count as fashion. Right. Um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you can be more creative when you can piece everything together um that's literally how i got into shoemaking i was i can't surprisingly enough i cannot draw to save my life but <laughs> that's surprising actually that's, <laughs> it, that's very surprising to anybody i tell that to but i've made it this far um and a lot of that comes from i know how to take apart and put things back together um and that in itself should be a skill honestly because pattern making is probably one of the most um, expensive parts when it comes to like getting a garment made. Mm -hmm. Pattern making is basically like the the width, the height, how it fits, how it is going to fit onto you. All those things go into that when you're talking about pattern making, and it really um, is the breaking point of having a good product and not having a good product, depending on how the pattern is made. Yeah. And also to make your, your your job a little bit easier as well. So. The goal going forward is just to really soak up and learn as much information as I possibly can. Um, and I would like to bring manufacturing maybe closer to Georgia. And then from there, just, you know, give back as far as classes and things are concerned. As far as a brand, yeah. um, I would love to do a print and I would love to have my own silhouettes, whether it be shoes or clothes. 
but I think that's going to be something much further down the line. Um, I kind of feel, I, I mean, obviously he's on a way bigger scale than I am, but I, I kind of feel like Dapper Dan in a sense, just because <laughs> he, you know, he, a lot of people gave him hell about the whole Gucci thing or whatever. But um, at the end of the day, I think all of the information that he is getting with that Gucci partnership will definitely springboard like the future generations as far as being able to compete with things like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah so I can see definitely that. that. He's one of my biggest inspirations and it's just because of what he's doing. Like Sometimes you got to sacrifice. I mean, he, he's taking a lot of flack for it, especially with everybody trying to do like the, bo- the boycott of Gucci. Um, but sometimes you have to sacrifice yourself for the greater good of like other people or for your people, whatever the case may be. I feel like that has been partly, um, a huge part of my life. Like me just going out to do things for the first time compared to like people that I'm surrounded, surrounded by. Um, and then just coming back and giving information. Hey, I went and tried this. That didn't work. But if you do it this way next time, you <laughs> might have a better chance. Yeah. That just has to be me. Then that just has to be me, you know. But at the end of the day, when you get messages or when people reach out to you and tell them, hey, you helped me or hey, you, you inspired me or I really appreciate what you're doing or, you know, things like that, it makes it all worth it. It sucks in the moment because, you're, you know, you're really putting yourself out there and you can take a loss. Right. No, it's true. Yeah, you know, you could take a loss, but I think it's how you look at those losses. If you look at them like lessons rather than, oh, it's I didn't get anything from it and I just took a loss, then it's going to be that, just a loss. But if you can look at a loss, determine why you lost and how you can improve going forward, um, then from there, you know, it's only a matter of time until you win. A lot of the things that you guys see me post or do, um, I probably tried it two or three times behind closed doors and never showed anybody and it probably sucked. But as soon <laughs> as it's time for me to post it or get paid for it, it comes out perfectly. It just, you know, sometimes that's just how it is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and that circles back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Like with self-awareness and just being able to realize like, okay, well, this is probably like, I should probably learn something from this, you know? Because like there's a lot of people who just, they, they take like losses or whatever and then, they just all right well or they'll they'll have a hard time with accountability you know and taking that responsibility for whatever they had to, whatever they did and, and lost or you know if, if you just went out there and you tried something and you lose that way of course like if you just accept that then that's just a loss but if you can learn something from that you'll grow but the one thing that like bugs me about you know like some people that i have met is like they'll do something wrong to get like let's say if you get fired so they get fired for whatever reason and then they'll sit here and they'll blame everyone else except for themselves. I'm like, dude, like literally, <laughs> literally, like if you just accept it and you look at it like differently, like if, okay, let me see what I did wrong and try to improve, then you'll be 10 times better off than just like just complaining and whining all day, you know? It, but <laughs> actually, man, like I'm, I'm to the point now where I know I've lost friends. I know people probably don't even like calling me anymore. Yeah. She's going to hate, she's going to hate it when she hears this, but that's, that's a huge part of like why me and my mom don't really see eye to eye. I know everybody normally has a very high regard for their mothers and I'm not saying I don't, but me and my mom don't see eye to eye on a lot of things simply for that reason alone. Um, accountability. I think accountability in itself might be the, one of the greatest reasons why a lot of people don't make it. Like you said, things go wrong and people, 
blame everybody else but themselves. Like if it's, I, I've gotten to the point now where with accountability so bad to the point where if it's raining outside, I feel like it's my fault. Like <laughs> I don't know if it was Gary B or somebody. I was watching a video one day and they were like, "You you have to go that hard as far as accountability." And sometimes it it does it does hinder you in certain situations. Um, just like with dealing with people, like you know, sometimes you might talk to somebody and they might ghost you, and now because you you know you're so bent on accountability you feel like you it was your fault when in reality probably wasn't yeah no Um, for sure so so it does have its pros and cons but accountability once you're able to accept and tell yourself hey this is my fault like what even if it wasn't sometimes you got to still accept the accountability for it and just move on from it like Mm -hmm. you know accountability in itself is it's a it's a life changer once you start taking account accountability for yourself things get better for you yeah i, I totally agree with you on that one yeah it's true you bounce back a lot quicker like trust you me. Bounce like, back <laughs> yeah until and um not to cut you off but nah, people are more inclined to help you if That's you're nice. if you yeah you know what i'm saying if you're taking accountability for yourself and you're saying hey that was my bad that was my fuck up whatever the case may be but you're trying more people are inclined to help you um, as of recently, you know, as big as, as the business continues to get bigger and bigger, um, I've been able to, at first, like my parents, they didn't really see it as more than just a hobby. It was more like, okay, you're just doing this until you get out of school. Once you graduate, you'll go get a job and that'll be the end of it. Um, yeah. now they have put more respect on it. Um, and now it looks like, okay, no, this is his career. He's taking it seriously, so we should support him just as if it was any other thing that, you know, even if it was like a job. So once you put that accountability on yourself and people see that you're trying, people are more inclined to help. Yeah, 100%. Like, even there's people who I'd never really but they expected, like, all of a sudden reach out to me. Like, oh, damn, like, all right, so this is what it looks like when you're just trying to, like, <laughs> you know, when you own your shit, right? Like yeah. Exactly. Like, I've had a few people hit me up because um, even with what I do, it could be much bigger than it is right now, but at the end of the day, you can only do so much with, you know, when sales are coming in simply because the bags, if you're buying a brand new bag, um, which I try to stay away from it unless it's like a special project. In most cases, um, I try to use older bags just because Mm -hmm. that's really what all of this is built off of. Um, When we were talking about how school has helped me with the business. So when I started going to school for textiles and apparel, I found out that the apparel industry is like one of the biggest um, industries that creates waste for the world. So my way of giving back or doing my part was just to take things that people would otherwise throw away and make them into, and then make them into things that people could get some more use out of. So instead of throwing it away, all right, let's make you some slides and a watch band. Now you can continue to use these things for some more years. Right. Maybe, maybe even able to pass them along, you know, in the family. Um, So it's just all, all of it comes full circle. But when it goes back to the bags, like the newer bags are, can be pretty expensive. And I've had people as business continues to do better and it gets bigger and bigger. I've had people where they'd be like 
family and friends or even people from that side of Twitter that we were talking about that have reached out to me and said, hey, you know, if I give you money towards a bag, cause, you know, like I get a percentage of the sales, which is something I'm still trying to work on as far as like offering it um, to the public. Because I think that would be a kind of a, a easier way. Like, say, for instance, you didn't you didn't know anything about stocks, but you want to invest into something that could possibly give you a return. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, a bag, especially now without how everything is going, that's a pretty good return. That, that I can't give the like the <laughs> direct number, but just know, you know, you're, it's not a bad investment. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have known that it wasn't a bad investment a lot sooner. But uh, yeah, so as long as you're you're putting in the work. Even if it looks like nobody isn't paying attention, paying attention because you might not be getting as many likes or retweets or reposts as everybody else, doesn't mean people aren't paying attention. That's true. Yeah. So I have a question. Like, have you found your voice in design yet? Um, I would honestly say I actually have. Like, that, to go off of what you said, um, you know, customizing or repurposing other people's work. Some people might think that 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 necessarily isn't my own voice, um, but I would go back and say that it it could possibly be just because I'm taking things that you might already like, but I'm giving it to you from my perspective. Oh, okay, yeah, I like that. So you know, like a while ago, I had to do a presentation in class about like um, it was really like more of a communications class. And you just had to pick how people communicate with each other. So for my project or whatever the case may be, um, I use fashion in a sense because although me and you might not speak the same language, we might not know each other. If you happen to see me out and I have on the bread ones or Air Jordan ones, whatever the case may be, nine times out of 10, that's going to spark a conversation. Yeah. The more exclusive the shoe is, it's going to spark a conversation. If I see you in a certain type of designer brand, that's going to spark a conversation. Like how now, um, you know, vintage has gotten real big again. So if you got on a Grateful Dead t-shirt from whatever year it is, that's going to start a conversation. Um, I think what I do starts a conversation and that's, that's all I could ever ask for. Um, I think now, like, especially with social media and how everything is going on in the world, and even I'm probably not helping the case because, you know, <laughs> AirPods. Um, oh, we were yeah. just talking about this on Twitter a couple of days ago, how now these days, especially on, like, college campuses where you go to college to make connections so that after you graduate, you could possibly get a job. Um, now it has became cool to not want to talk to people, like to ignore people or to just stay to yourself on camp on campus when that's not what it was designed for. Um, yeah. So I feel like fashion, in a sense, opens up that conversation. We might have never. I, I'm a very shy person, is even though anybody that you talk to that knows me probably would tell you otherwise. Um, I'm a very <laughs> shy person, but a lot of the friendships and conversations I've had were sparked off of my business and the things that I do for people or the things that I make. Um, you know, if you happen to see me out and you see me with an LV AirPod case, you're going to want to ask me where I got that from. And at right. that point in time, I can tell you that I made it myself and you know, that goes, goes on from there. But, um, 
yeah, I definitely think I found my voice. Could it be tailored some more? Sure. I would love to, you know, have something that speaks to like me as a person or like my name or whatever the case may be, because at the end of the day, your legacy is what's going to be here when you're gone. Your last name is going to be here when you're gone. Right. Um, and I feel like whatever I do after this is going to cement that. But as of right now, I think I do have a voice is more about just tailoring it um, and fine tuning it. But yeah, mm -hmm. I definitely think I found my voice. And sometimes that's what, you know, sometimes you have to find like a stepping stone. Like I could never draw. So I knew that painting sneakers was not going to get me that far <laughs> in life. Like I did good for the time being, but once it got big and it was acceptable to wear custom customized sneakers. Like when I first started, if you had on customized sneakers, people would probably call them fakes. Now you got customizers that are bigger than the designers at whatever shoe store or shoe place or shoe brand that you like. Um, yeah, wow, that's great. Yeah, it is. It really like I've literally watched it go from I mean, like a little subreddit thread to being like where you see like customizers and their work being uh, highlighted on like ESPN and stuff like that. Like I never would have thought I would see the day, but here we are. So, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. you just got to want to, you got to be okay with doing a stepping stone. I knew that I couldn't draw, but I knew that between painting and airbrushing with stencils, I could get myself kind of far. Mm -hmm. So I, I did that for a period of time um, just to kind of build a name for myself and a following. And then from there, that's when I transferred on to the, the leather working and things of like that. But people were more receptive to it because I had already built the following from doing shoes before. Like, yes, yeah, some people are just not finding out about me now. But my core fan base, they've known me for the past eight years and literally have watched me paint a shoe and make one. I, I mean, I don't think the growth, you know, yeah. outside of making my own shoe, I don't think it's too much more growth in that in that area. So no, it makes sense, it makes total sense, yeah. and that's really yeah. dope. Um, the, also, the reason why I ask you that question is because you know your recent um, your recent viral tweet. They, they had like a <laughs> bunch of hate coming your way for every reason. You know how people are, man. But um, the, yeah, the reason why I ask that question is because I was scrolling through. And I seen a bunch of people say like, "Oh, well, you know, that's not that's not true to you. Like, you're, all you're doing is just like cutting shit up." You know, I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm like, "What?" You know, and it's like, "What?" Like, no, this this guy, he he, it's his own creation. So I I was asking that from a place of like, you know, if the haters were here, type thing. You know. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and it's it's so crazy. Not in this. Of course, this has nothing to do with you. That's actually like more of like the people that I talk to on a daily basis, but. Mm -hmm. I think they they have been harping more on those comments than I have. And I think maybe it's because, like, like I said, it's not like, although that tweet went viral, this isn't the first time that I've, like, had, well, had, like, some type of popularity or fame or whatever mm -hmm. and got negative comments. Um, I've been getting negative comments since I've been doing custom shoes. So right. <laughs> just, it's a part of the game. Like, you know, the more people that see it, the more people that are bound to not like it. Oh, um, of course. As far as the creative thing, I mean, honestly, although so, I think it just comes down to the person and their taste. Because um, yeah. I'm a big materials person. So what that, what that particular comment was saying, 
I actually understood. It wasn't that I was going against it, but it was more of don't take away from what I'm doing just because I'm not doing what you want me to do. You want me to create something brand new. I'm using something that already works. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like from a business aspect, and this even you can even use the example of Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan would not be known as Dapper Dan if he didn't start using other people's brands. If he just would have came out and been like, hey, buy my Dapper Dan clothing, who are you? Like, who are you <laughs> yeah. from anybody else? I mean, he's great and he does a, a wonderful job. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, we all know when it comes to fashion, it's subjective. So if you're not big or a famous person is not wearing your brand, it's very unlikely for anybody else to want to wear it either, whether they like it or not. Yeah, that's um, true though. Yeah. I so think it's about more it. about, yeah, it's, it's more about just using this platform to build a bigger platform to get where I really want to go. Mm-hmm. If I'm able to take these profits and put into setting up a, a small manufacturing factory where we where instead of you having to go to new york or la to outsource and get clothes made or get garments made or leather bags or whatever the case may be and you can just come you know in georgia or in atlanta whatever the case may be yeah i could care about i could care less about what anybody else said i i fulfilled my purpose i have given people resources that they would have no otherwise had if it wasn't for me oh yeah Um, so that's really the main goal, you know, at the end of the day, like I do want to do my own thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, it, but it's more about just using this as a springboard to the point where people will buy things without logos or other brands. Yeah. It makes total sense to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how long you've been following me, but literally me quoting people with my AirPod cases. Oh yeah, it's something that I do like on a weekly basis. Like it, it wasn't anything new, and I think that's what shocked a lot of my friends and even myself. Like I wasn't expecting it to blow up like that because it's just something that I do all the time. It just so happened that that one time it turned yeah. into what it was. And can't lie, man, things have been great. <laughs> no, it's good. I've been seeing, I've been seeing, and that's good, man. Congratulations, because, yeah, man, like, I've been seeing you. I've been following you for a while now. I'm not too sure how long, but it's been quite some time, and, you know, every, you know, every time, or, you know, once a week, I'm not too sure how often you post, but I would see it, and I'm like, well, one day, this is this has to go viral. Like, one day, it's going to. It's just a matter of time. And it's it a happened. matter of time. So. And, that, and that goes back to, like you said, like how we were talking earlier, just keeping your head down, and having tunnel vision, like I even now having conversations with people, even before the tweet went viral, after the tweet went viral, mm-hmm. I know that what I'm doing, people want. I, it's no question about that. Yeah, you might see here and there people complain about the prices, but just as many people that complain about the prices, there are way more people actually paying the price. Yeah. Um, so the want is there. Do I need like a bigger variety, maybe more items? Yeah, of course. Um, but it's not until it grows that I'm able to provide those things. Right. But like you said, it's just a matter of time. Like I think the the thread that you see me like post under all the time that probably has like majority of the work um, is just going to hit like a, a year anniversary, like on the 27th of this month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's so like a year ago when I literally started taking the whole watch band thing seriously, 
you you literally get to watch the growth like you watch the growth from the videos or the pictures that i was posting at the beginning all the way to now like where you see a bunch of variety of different watch bands when it was, at the beginning it was only just one like you get to watch that growth and you also get to see like if you just consistently put in the work eventually it's going to work out for you yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i agree with that and yeah i've been watching that for a minute so that's really dope to see man congratulations <laughs> on all your success by the way thank you man i truly appreciate it and same to you Thanks, man. Thanks. Oh, man. I mean, really, though, it's it's been a great conversation with you, man. Like, learning about all this stuff and, you know, because as somebody who watches your, you know, watches your growth and, like, sees what you do and, you know, not knowing too much about, like, the fashion world, right? Um, you know, I've, I've, like, learned a lot from it, too. And, you know, now I understand, like, what opportunities are really out here for, like, designers and things of that nature, um, and yeah, it's, it's dope to see. Also, I wanted to mention a little bit because a little bit earlier you talked about uh, how like you, you brought up Jordans and you, you said that even though you might not know me that like, you know, we have on Jordans and it still might spark a conversation. That reminded me of an interview I watched with, you know, who, uh, um, damn, uh, Kirby Jean Raymond, I believe, or Kirby Jean, or like, he's like the designer of uh, Prior Moss. Prior Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was watching an interview where he said that exact same thing, but it was was with his own clothing. And like, it had something about like, uh, it was at the time where I think like something was going on, public outrage around like some type of like murder of some case. And Mm -hmm. he he had made something around that type of uh, stuff using a quote. And, um, and that was one of the things that brought up. And that brought me back to that because like you said, like, even though we might not know each other, my, my designs, they still spark conversation. I think as all artists as a whole, um, that's all we want, right? We just want to spark a convo or we just want to engage with you in some way and check things out and open up your mind to things. Yeah, so, um, and yeah. To, get the, to get the conversation started. And I think that's what go, it goes, also goes back to fulfillment and just really showing you like how simple life could be and you could truly be happy. Like, I, I know that like, society and the world makes it seem like you need so many things to be happy and honestly like i i i don't have a lot but i have what i need and i'm happy um you know what i'm doing is spark this conversation that we had like what this podcast is only supposed to be like an hour we definitely went over an hour (laughs) and it's just kind of like but this is a normal conversation this is the same type of conversation that i would have with a stranger or a friend and a couple of years ago, you couldn't even get me to talk about what I do unless somebody brought it up. Now, like I try to go out my way to let people know what I'm doing just because of where I'm from. Like, I feel like I shouldn't be here, you know, like no, so. I feel you. at this point, it's kind of like I got to do everything that I possibly can to start that conversation and let people know, like, no, you no matter where you are, you can make it out too. you can do whatever you want to do. Um, I always tell people all the time and people hate me for this. I'm not special. Like <laughs> I don't know how to draw. I didn't have anybody to teach me how to sew. Like I just wanted to learn and I put in the time to learn. If you want to learn something at this point in, in the world of 2019 going into 2020 with Facebook, Instagram, all the social media, YouTube, if you want to learn something and I mean like truly learn something, there is no excuse. You can learn it. You just have to put in the time and eventually you just have to understand that delayed gratification is key. You might not 
get the benefits of it in the beginning. I mean, I'm eight years in and it's just starting to look like, all right, this might really be a career and I might really be able to grow this into something huge. Right. Most people aren't willing to do that. You know, like most people aren't willing to, to put their head down and do things like that. So. Very true. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just a long grind. And even back to the thing with Pierre Moss, um, he recently <laughs> actually just got in trouble. Not maybe like not even a week ago. Uh, they were having a, a conference, I think for like the business of fashion or something. Instead of, he chose not to go. And the reason he didn't go because he realized that he was just included because he's black, <laughs> like uh, in all honesty, like he, and he, he figured it out and he called them out about it. But that just goes to show that as long as we're not creating our own or, or creating our own voice, we 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 have we have to depend on these other people's platforms and because he has put himself in the position of having his own brand owning his own brand and making a name for himself he is able to speak out against basically like the biggest fashion publishing yeah. house yeah, yeah, biggest yeah. fashion publishing house and still be okay like you know he, any other person they probably would be worried about what their brand sales are going to do or oh, yeah, it'd be over. partnerships or anything yeah. like that but he is he has done so well for himself and put himself on such a high platform that he can speak out against them get support for it and still continue on with his day-to-day -day life like that's no it, you know it gets yeah, that's insane it doesn't get any better than that <laughs> yeah that's insane <laughs> The, that's, the that's what you're that's what you're looking for but yes that's that is very true I, I know i can't remember exactly the shirt it is but i know that also just happened uh with another brand it was this guy from atlanta but he now like resides in new york or whatever um and he chose to make hoodies based off of um based off of the school shooting so like it might have had like the school shooting or the name of the school on the oh i've seen that yeah 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 so like, like i mean shit. at first you know like it's like whoa that's that's a little too far but then you have um the what sandy hook school then they drop that that uh commercial that's been coming on tv uh, basically like telling you about you know school shootings and how and showing like all the different kids like getting prepared to basically die because there's a school shooting going on yeah so like he caught a lot of flack for that but he's also starting the conversation yeah yep. and sometimes you you know you got to be willing to dial that board like you, you even see it with kanye like it's a lot of things that people don't like about kanye but at the end of the day he has put a lot of people on like the top people in fashion especially that are black outside of like Dapper Dan came from Kanye's camp. I mean, that's true. Say what you want about the man and you could say all the bad stuff you want at the end of the day. Like his work shows that he is doing something. Mm -hmm. He's doing a lot more than the people that are just talking about what he should be doing. So, you know, that just, hundred yeah, percent. it just is what it is. Yeah, you got to be willing to push the envelope, right? Like, even if it gets yeah. you in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if yeah. you're not getting in a little bit of trouble, are you really having fun? Yeah, honestly, though. Like, I, <laughs> I, I love to see people tell me, oh, yo, Louis Vuitton is going to sue you. Hey, man, if, if that's the case, hey, I'll be right here waiting for him. Until then, we're just going to keep having fun and making products. <laughs> right, until then. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> until then. We're not going to worry about it. <laughs> Shit, man. Oh, man, that's, that's comedy, but it's, it's definitely true, man. And um, 
you know, once again, man, I appreciate you for coming on. Oh, also, wh- where can the people, uh, you know, find your work or, you know, maybe catch up with you on socials and things of that nature? Yeah, of course. So um, on all socials between Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you can find me at Soul for the Soul. Um, that's S-O-L-E, the number four, T-H-E-S-O-U-L. Um, and also you can check out my website, soulforthesoul.com, spelled the same way. Um, if you have any questions, anything, just want to have a conversation, feel free to add me. I try to reply to everybody. Even when my tweet went viral, I literally replied to every single person I possibly could. <laughs> yes, so, I'm never too big to not talk. If you have any questions or just want to learn about something, I try to do what I can and extend my hand because I know how it was to not have those resources. That's dope, man. Also, I'm going to be probably like leaving the links to everything down in the show notes if people want to go ahead and check that out as well. Um, and uh, yeah, once again, appreciate you being on the show, man. Hey, thanks again. Appreciate the opportunity, man. Have a great day. No problem. You too. Take care. Hope you guys found this uh, episode valuable. Hope you learned something in there. And of course, you can find us at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V, A-S-S-I-S-T, across all platforms. And yeah, guys, once again, I appreciate all of you for listening. I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe and share. Leave some feedback as well, and that'll do it for this episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Until next time, take care.